Simply, this is she, and I want to thank you for joining us today. We are going to connect heart matters, and how this relates back to self-love is that this typically is the area of our body that can be congested, meaning with emotional memories, uh, attachments, and little protection devices to keep ourselves safe from fully opening ourselves to what's possible in every moment if we keep that heart center wide open. So today we're going to connect with what's possible when we start to welcome in the opportunity to clear out some of the things that keep us from moving forward. And these are typically doubt, fear, past experiences, and trust. So we're going to investigate this. And right now, just to ground us into this space, I would love for all of us just to take a moment to practice a little heart breathing, breathing in and out. This is such a beautiful, useful tool. We can easily slip into our day-to-day living and forget to really breathe mindfully, meaning that you take some deep breaths in and out and connect to that heart and clear out any stagnation, discomfort, stress, anxiety, and you can do it so beautifully by of the heart. So we are going to just start there, start with some breathing, and as I lead you in, then we will listen to a segment by Robert Fripp and Brian Eno, and the song is Misa, and as you allow this cosmic song to dance through your heart center and the rest of your being continue with the breath breathing in and out and just allow yourself to organically stumble upon anything that arrives in your mind's eye in your thought pattern if you get too distracted just bring it back to that breath so take a deep breath breathing into the heart and out from the heart Allowing yourself to inhale and exhale through the nose, breathing in and out. Keep breathing, breathing in and out. Again, deep breath in and out. As you continue to inhale and exhale, notice how you feel your energy center come into balance and what arrives, and just really taking that moment to connect there, gently following the breath and the sounds into this music breath meditation, and then we'll come back and we'll discuss how to further engage the heart in a beautifully joyful manner.
gently bringing your breath back to here, breathing in and out, and just allowing yourself to bring awareness to your physical dwelling and the environment around you, activating those hands and those feet. And as you bring your awareness back to your 3D reality and thinking about your heart and just reflect back to anything that you received in that moment as you allowed the music and your breath to guide you and how we can be in the practice of clearing out our heart is to really one take emotional responsibility and this could be a whole segment in itself for what you're feeling what you're experiencing because the heart center is this beautiful channel this access to support us and if we allow it to support us, it can happen so effortlessly because it's connected to this energy field that is actually a neutral, meaning that it can support you if you allow it to, just like that, or if you allow emotions and turbulence and other people's stuff to get in there or your attachments to get in there, then it becomes a really turbulent environment at times and other times it might feel really joyful and peaceful however rather than have this giant roller coaster and sometimes people are really attached to saying well I want to have all those emotions because then I know I'm here I was discussing with a, a sister in um, Australia yesterday and she was saying there's no reason to have to live a life of suffering which I totally agree it's a choice if we want to approach it that way now, there's no guarantee that you are going to not have any suffering in your life, meaning any unexpected events that might be really uh, arduous or appear to be difficult to walk through. However, if you get in the habit of understanding that that which comes to you, that you have this beautiful opportunity to always bring it back to that heart and letting go of attachment and just surrendering in those moments, you'll move through them with much more grace. And when those uh, really profound experiences happen and you feel the ignition, it's also an opportunity for you to see where you have uh, work to do in the heart center and in the mind. The more that we, we show up and decide, hey, I want to take responsibility for me and I want to be the best possible energetic field in every moment, you will be tested because it's not a matter of just saying, okay, I want to be there. It takes practice to be there and to practice it in all situations and not just the easy situations. So typically, if we really think about what happens in our heart center, that we can have doubt, fear, things from our past that are still stuck there, trauma or emotional attachments to someone or something, and then we could have trust that's been compromised. So we'll go through each one of these and really connect to what is possible within, first of all, removing doubt. What's possible when we remove the doubt, and some people might say, well, what does that mean? And rather than doubt things, we can actually ask for discernment in a situation and start to listen to ourselves listen to our heart when our heart says no <laughs> but there's an attachment a clinging then we have to come in and bring that discernment in so rather than doubting everything meaning that everything that shows up from here forward if you're in constant doubt of it then a you're not trusting yourself and you're not employing this beautiful gift that we all have is discernment so rather than doubting you can ask yourself the question in a moment if you're doubting an individual, you could say, well, what is the worst thing that could happen? And if you doubt yourself, usually when we're doubting someone else, there's, we doubt ourselves, we doubt our discernment capabilities. You say, well, what is the worst thing that could happen? And you answer it. And then if you don't want that to happen, knowing that you have the power within you to say, no, I don't want to engage in that, or I don't want to engage in that because it could lead to this outcome. And, oh, that is actually going to not keep me in alignment with my inner code of ethics. So oftentimes we can see in the world that people compromise 
what their heart is telling them because they feel they have to or they doubt they, that they will be supported in staying in line with those code of ethics. I have a friend, I've uh, mentioned uh, their organization several times. He doesn't not go into certain situations because his life is committed to service. However, he does have a, a hard line uh, with certain things, such as money. He doesn't deal with money. So he might be in certain situations where people, that is their world, and he doesn't pass judgment. He just backs away from it. So this is, again, if you doubt yourself or doubt someone else or question them or judging them, you're saying, oh, I don't trust my discernment. I'm not going to allow my discernment to be there. So the second question is, after you answer, what is the worst thing that could happen? The second one is, ask yourself why you're doubting yourself. Why don't you trust yourself? And where have you let yourself down? And we will talk a little bit more about that later, about where we've let ourselves down and how to let that go. But remember, the more and more strong that you get, the more clear you get with who you are and how you want to walk through this life, it's not about what you're going to do, but it's really how you're going to show up in every moment and know that sometimes you might be on the set with a bunch of people that are really passionate about something, but that doesn't mean that you have to take it on or you have to own it. This helps keep the heart clear because you know where you stand and you can articulate it to others. So now as we move from removing doubt, we'll go to removing fear. And this is really uh, something that can exist us in, in many places. And sometimes they're subconscious fears, sometimes they're conscious fears, and sometimes they're related to this life or they might be related to another existence that one cannot explain. And this is why I'm inspired personally to clear my field as much as I can and make my roots as deep as possible with my soul being, as I call it, or my cosmic being, so that no matter what form I take in the next, is that I know myself and I'll hold on to that information so I don't deviate from the next. So removing your fear means taking a leap sometimes. It means moving past your comfort zone. It's really easy to put our feet deep into the earth and say, oh, I don't want to move forward. Again, you can employ some of those questions from removing doubt as asking yourself, what's the worst that could happen? And what if the worst does happen? How can I be supported in that situation? And why haven't you had the courage to move forward, to, to move past the fear? I remember in college I had a roommate and she had a parakeet, just a small little bird. I never really thought about it. And the bird came out and flew at me and it caused me to have complete um, subconscious panic attack around this bird, a fear that I didn't remember in this lifetime and no idea why, but it was very strong. I love birds. <laughs> I'm not afraid of them at all now. However, it was something that needed to be addressed, something that needed to be moved past. So bit by bit, I was able to really embrace the bird and so much so that, you know, an eagle came to me, to my home where I live just stared me down and it felt like that was the final catalyst, that medicine that was reminding me that I'm connected to that being, that's that bird and I don't need to be afraid of it anymore. And prior to that, I remember being in Italy, there's a lot of pigeons if you've been there, and I took the opportunity because I knew I had the fear and the piazzas with all those pigeons, I thought, what am I going to do? I don't want to... Uh, become this wild woman uh, freaking out. I didn't know if I would freak out or not. So, you know, the people I was traveling with, I asked them to escort me across. And that was such an empowering experience because that kept me safe, but I still was able to walk through the sea of pigeons and regain my strength. So it, it doesn't have to make sense, but it does need to be addressed potentially because why have any fears? And this is where we get that courage, that build up. 
So the next thing for as we move from doubt and fear is past experiences. So that is an example of a past experience that I couldn't even recollect in this lifetime because as a child I used to ca I caught a big owl, I caught uh, animals, so it wasn't um, something that happened to me in this lifetime. But that flying at me was a remembrance of something. I think I remember uh, the only other flying object was the flying monkeys in the Wizard of Oz. I thought those were really scary. But it felt beyond that. <clears throat> so to take that concept of moving from a past experience and one, one asking yourself, what is this past experience I need to move from? You may know about it. You may not. But first, just to forgive yourself and others, and in another episode I've done that, Hopa Ono Ono, it's a beautiful practice of just giving thanks, uh, forgiving self, forgiving others, and expressing love, and once we forgive ourselves, ultimately, because we're the ones attached to it, the person's not there still, or the event's not still there, except in our mind's eye, then we have to leave it. We have to let it go and walk forward. Forgive self, others, leave it and walk forward. And this is a practice that we'll talk about um, after we listen to a segment here in a moment that takes time. And once you feel like you leave it, sometimes it can come back at you and you have to readdress it. So next thing is trust. Remembering that and this was just brought up to me by a beautiful uh, friend and doctor that works with people and their mind is that, not just their mind, I should say their mind, body, and spirit, that he reminded me in a recent email that all humans are fallible, including us, me, you. And I always say to others that everyone is doing the best we can in every moment and if we remember that, even if someone's doing something horrific, it, it is rooted because of something that maybe they can't control. It may not be fathomable to you as to how they got there. But this is a lesson that I remember learning very early on when I had trauma happen to me. And I remember looking at the person and thinking, wow, what happened to him to make him do that? And so when we can remember that, this allows us to trust again. It may take time, and trust is a big thing. However, we're the only one that's keeping ourselves from trusting another person. And, and that's, again, where you get into your code of ethics and you go to, back to the doubt. Like, what's the worst thing that could happen? So if a new person or an old person shows up on the scene, then you're really clear because if they've crossed a line and let's say they've been lying to you or they stole from you or whatever it might be and you, you think, okay, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt or maybe they can't control themselves, so I'm going to give them another chance. But you can communicate to them, hey, I um, don't want this to happen again. And if it does, we probably will not be able to move forward with our relationship until you get a handle on that. Because you don't have to take responsibility for someone else's afflictions or things that they need to work on. But you can also say, I don't want to participate in them. And if someone new comes up on the set and does the same thing, you can again state your clear boundaries. I, And the boundaries, some people don't like that word, it's just letting people know I really don't want to be in relationship with people that have issues with X, Y, and Z, whatever it might be. Because these things come back and affect our heart. And then we have to work past that, the heart issue, the mind issue. We get into long dialogues. So what I'd like you to do right now is just to think about where you have any doubt, if you have any doubt in your life or you remember a time that you have doubt. What fears have you noticed lately that have corrupt up on you? Do you have any? They might be pertain to your life or they might be something, as I mentioned, like a bird or heights or anything like that. And then think about those past experiences that you still hold on to. It's like a dog with its bone. You keep burying it in the yard, but you're not really willing to give it up. And where do you not trust? Where are you skeptical? Again, we'll talk a little bit about discernment and critical thinking and how we can be objective and not subjective in every moment. 
we are going to listen to a little random rap. The song is called Sunwater. As you do this, just connect doubt, fear, past experience, trust. Allow that conversation to happen through the heart, not the mind, through the heart, and see where you can find any little tight spots or, oh, and just connect. Don't judge. Just allow it to be. And when we come back, I'll share a couple practices with you how we can work on these different aspects and see what happens. So with that being said, enjoy a little random rap, a little sun water, and we'll come back and dive back in.
taking a breath in and out and just connecting to random raps, wisdom and what is possible when we hmm, just take a moment to contemplate with our heart and the power of imagination and then really reflect back at what actually is holding us back. <laughs> now, many people might have a lot of answers on that one. However, truly we are free will energy bodies that exist in the universe and the constructs that are built around us are a result of the dis-ease in our mind and our heart. And when we step up and say, I don't want that turbulence anymore in my heart. I don't want that turbulence anymore in my mind. And I'm going to do the best I can to remove it from how I operate in the world. And so this takes some commitment to self and allowing yourself the time to really digest what needs to be removed, what needs to be refined, and how you're going to stand your ground. This does not mean that you walk around and just smile at everything in the sentiment of peace, love, happiness. You have to have some sense of code of ethics where you say, no, I'm not going to do that, or no, that's not okay. And this holds people accountable. This holds societies accountable. Right now, we haven't done a very good job at that. So what better time than the present to really say, all right, I'm going to first own up to my own stuff, and then I'm going to go out in the world and participate in a different way and hold my ground. So how are we going to do this? As I mentioned, doubt, fear, past experiences, and trust. So these conversations that we have in our mind and our heart and the distractions that occur is the simple practices that we can do to start bit by bit opening up this part of your heart center and what will happen as you open up that heart center, meaning as you clear out the cobwebs, if you can imagine this ball of energy in your heart, and you all probably have experienced it one time or another where you felt betrayed, where you felt turmoil, where you felt someone project something at you, and it's more than likely they're suffering in such a way that it causes you harm. As you go in and do this inner work, you realize that the disease that we project on one another and perpetuate comes from the thought form and that heart form and then goes into action. So you can imagine the person that's so convinced that someone's doing X, Y, and Z but never clarifies it with them, never holds them accountable for that for a moment. And we're talking about moderate things right now. Uh, when we get into gross levels of dis-ease, meaning uh, psychopathic and sociopathic behavior, uh, those are that's when something's gone rampant in my mind's eye. That's when the disease has become a cancer in the mind, in the body, in the spirit, and needs to be addressed. It's, it's the 911 sirens calling, we have an issue, Will Rogers, on planet Earth. And this is very rampant right now. However, bit by bit, I truly am a firm believer because we're here for such a blink that if we take ownership for self and a commitment that you're going to continue to refine that energy field, that will have a much more long-term effect on how you move through the universe and how you move through this lifetime. So what are the practices? As I mentioned, when we're talking about doubt, Ask the questions. Start to talk to yourself. Why am I doubting this? What am I wasting my time on these thoughts for? What's holding me back here in my heart? And then redirect your energy. Refocus it on something else that's productive. And if you have something you want to get done, and if it's causing too much turbulence, then maybe it's not time for that thing 
person or place or experience to be in your life. If it's consuming you, then it might not be so healthy for you. Or, alternatively, you might need to sit in it. But don't go around projecting it on everyone until you really understand what, what's going on and how can I redirect this energy and also embody the energy. There's a lot of times that we get this aha and we're like, oh, but we haven't embodied it. And so we might be really quick to run out and share it in a certain way, but we're not embodying that wisdom and we haven't completely worked through it ourselves. So when I talk about redirecting the energy, meaning that redirect it on something that's productive, that you're already good at being productive in your life, and rather than if you're having emotional turbulence, start going out and lashing at people or taking a stance on this, because that may or may not help, but you're still not there fully embodying that. An example might be, say, uh, you're an advocate for clean eating, meaning whole foods that are organic, that are not uh, genetically modified, all of these things. However, you don't live that lifestyle and you aren't there and then you get really mad at people that are inflicting maybe some of these foods like corporations and everything, yet you're not walking the talk completely. And then you get troubled every time it confronts you because you're doubting yourself because maybe you haven't fully gotten there. And if you do still feel passionate about talking about it, then be honest and authentic with everyone. You know what? Uh, I still eat Doritos. I, I eat 50% organic, but I'm still doing this and this and this. I'm not there yet, but this is why I'm empowered to get there. Bring the authenticity in because then you're not going to have as much doubt because see what happens if we're not integrity with our own actions that's where we start to doubt others because we know we're tricking ourselves and we aren't moving through our life in alignment with ourselves. It might be in congruency of where you're at, but again, this is how we create this doubt. It's self-doubt, really. And then we're attracting the people, places, and things so they can point out, hey, you're a little bit of a hypocrite right now. Sometimes you don't even know you're being a hypocrite until you get it. So. That doubt practice is just simply asking the questions and then redirecting the energy in something solid in your life that you're really comfortable with. If you're a writer, if you're an artist, if you're a chemist, redirect it into something that you really feel grounded and you want to deepen that practice there just to divert the energy and clear it. Fear, moving past it and sitting in it and then move forward. So how we're going to move forward and past it is first, Sit in that fear, figure out what it is, and then come up with a plan to move forward. Because when you see it present, say you're afraid of heights, say, wow, I have this fear, and it's, we can label it as I'm afraid of heights, but there's something deeper there. So maybe I should go on, should, maybe if inspired, sorry, try not to use that word, maybe if I'm inspired, I will go on a lot of hikes and stand on an edge and see what this is all about, get to the root of it. That's an option because it's rooted to something that you might not even know. I had an opportunity to take a family friend, um, a bunch of boys out hiking in this trail. I had no idea that it could be perceived as scary until I was with one of the children. And I thanked him because you know, my perception was such that I didn't realize that this could be scary. And now it allows me to be a little bit more mindful of my surroundings because I suddenly saw where his fears were and to try to encourage him to keep moving forward and that we were moving past the scarier parts. However, at some point, if he's inspired, he might choose to really move past that. So as we address our fears, we can sit in them and then move forward past them. Do everything possible to liberate ourselves, get to the truth of it, and then you won't even be able to relate to that fear anymore. Like, I can't relate to the fear of the bird anymore. I don't jump, I don't shudder, I just am in awe of the birds. <laughs> so the next thing is to trust. And how do we practice trust? Well, there's a beautiful... Um, 
way is one you could just remind yourself in your head everyone is doing the best they can in each and every moment no matter if they're ugly they're sweet whatever it might be is that they are doing the best they can and by ugly I mean not by physical appearance but just that their uh, words and their mannerisms and their behaviors are not desirable so if you think about that that everyone is doing the best they can in every moment then you could step back bring it back to those questions and say what's the worst that could happen and I'm not going to hold this person that's sitting right before me responsible for someone else's actions or if this person did this, this, and this, then I'm going to be really open, honest, and clear with them that I need to rebuild this bridge, this bond with them through the heart center so I can trust them again. Oftentimes, we sweep this under the rug and we don't understand how important it is to rebuild those ley lines and really take accountability on both sides of that trust issue. You can do your part. So, while you contemplate that, what we're going to do is we're going to listen to one more segment and then we'll wrap this all up with, uh, it's called Loka Samasa Suki no Bhavantu. We listened to a couple of versions of this. This is by Ivy Sealing. And as we listen to that, I want you to think about how can I no longer doubt, fear, move forward finally and trust myself not really about the other people. They are just the characters that come onto the set to help you move away from that which you no longer want to be in your reality. So take a deep breath and exhale out of that heart center. Just sit back, relax, and connect to this beat. You might be inspired to move a little, but that's fine too. And then we'll wrap it up when we come back.
Loka, Samasta, Sukino, Bhavanchu, and this is a beautiful mantra. If you're inspired, you can utilize it when you're working through some trust issues. It's basically wishing love, peace, health, and well-being to everyone. And when we get out of our mind or our turbulent heart center and start thinking about this for other people around us, this sometimes helps us make peace with those things that we've been talking about today. And as I mentioned earlier that we have this doubt, this fear, moving forward and trust. And so one way that I wanted to share beyond what I shared already was that this moving forward when we make peace with a fear or anything that's holding us back in our heart, no matter where we want to assign it to or identify it to, is that if we mix it up a little bit, oftentimes stagnation also occurs because our life is stagnant. If we're not trying out new things, exploring, activating our imagination, then we can feel stuck and trapped. And then these emotions in our heart center can start to get exasperated and snowball on top of one another. So when you mix it up a little, that can give us a great opportunity to try things that we've never done before. And it doesn't mean that you have to take them on necessarily as a new hobby or interest or career. It can merely be this opportunity to have an experience, allow it to fill you up, allow it to inspire you, or allow it to bring in some critical thinking and discernment. And then you utilize that energy that's been generated for whatever you're creating in your life, whatever you're doing, and also to help be the catalyst of the repair in the heart center. When we're inspired, uh, this is when we actually feel our energy field rise up. So some of the things that I would like to suggest for mixing it up is one, pull yourself out of your regular routine. Number two, try something that you've never done before. And what I'd like to shine a light on, which is a lot of fun, is the Superfly zip lines uh, up in Whistler, Canada. They have zip lines in many places around the world. This one I've been to several times, and when I took my children there, it was really amazing to see their fear <laughs> and looking at their mother like, why is she making me go on this huge zip line? These are pretty large ones. And uh, they were so proud of themselves at the end of the whole course because we did several lines and then we did a agility course. And they were so empowered and had moved past a definite fear of heights <laughs> because they jumped off a very large platform. So this is just an example of something that you might do. It's beautifully run uh, from the first time to the next time that I did it. They've done a whole renovation on this facility and really added some nice things. So, And it's always thrilling and exhilarating sometimes to do these adventure things. You might do something else outdoors again, really to get the stagnation moving. When we have that stagnation in our heart, this can affect other parts of our life. So to recap for today, how I w would leave you is jump in where you're inspired, if it's doubt, fear, moving forward, or trust. See what comes up, start to witness it, call attention to it with yourself, and then say, how am I gonna approach this? And if you need some help or some suggestions, you can reach out to me or reach out to someone else around you and start to have a dialogue and see it more objectively than subjectively and see what happens. Try it out. And that's all this information is, is to simply plant little seeds, give you some ideas and concepts to try in your daily life and see what happens. And that's the beautiful thing about a practice and know that you don't have to run forward and alter your life completely. Just dive in where it makes sense and where you're like, oh, I want to practice that. I want to see what happens. And then reflect back. And if you have any reflections or comments or questions, please feel free to email me at suzannetoro at gmail.com. I'd be happy to correspond if you would like to dive in deeper one-on-one. -on -one, you can send me an email about that. And until next time, 
connect to your heart, breathe in and out and see what shows up and notice where you have a few cobwebs and if inspired, start clearing them out. This is She signing out with a deep bow, a soft gaze, a full heart. And remember, it's that simple. Be simply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.